All right, everybody, welcome to episode seven of Late Arrivals. I'm joined today by Connor and Chris. We're missing Lou as he is out at dinner tonight. Oh, Louis. But Lou will be back next week for a special episode that we're not going to tell you guys until this one airs, of course. Yeah. We're getting Elon Musk on. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you excited for your trip to Pittsburgh, Connor? Yeah, man, it'll be, uh, it's going to be fun going uh, Thursday through Monday. I got uh, a little bit of my dad's family um, that still lives back there. So my dad, my dad's dad was born just outside of Pittsburgh in a um, uh, small steel town called McKeesport. Um, And he came over after he got, and he came over to California after he got out of the Navy, but we still got some family back there. Um, So yeah, doing that, going to see some of the family, haven't seen that part of the family since the pandemic so that'll be that'll be pretty good to see them and then um yeah and then a little special treat on sunday we're going to uh go see metallica live at pnc park where the pittsburgh pirates play so that'll be a that'll be a neat little experience this, how many uh, how many times have you seen him now or what, uh, what number this, is this going to be this will be five five nice yeah five and first time out of state so first time not seeing them in California. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Oh, and first time being on the floor from Metallica. We have, a, we have, a oh, GA fuck yeah. Place, so that'll be, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, it was, it's funny enough. They're actually, they actually happen to be playing on my cousin's birthday. And so was we that- kind of, we kind of splashed out a little bit for his birthday. I got him. The, That's cool. It, yeah. It's like me, him, my other cousin and my uncle, um, just on the floor, slinging some beers, listening to Metallica. I have to sit through. I have to fucking sit through Greta Van Fleet first, which I'm not <laughs> not excited for. Sorry, Heather, if you're listening, but oh no, I'll be, don't I'll worry. Be, uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be I'll be going on beer runs during Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> She'll she's gonna let you hear it. Don't worry. Oh, I know she will. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, to kick us off, I guess, uh, you know, I wanted to ask. I mean, the two of us are the big Metallica fans here. Underrated Metallica tracks. Ooh. Well, that's a tough one. I'm going to, I, I, you know, I always like to point out or, you know, I feel like people like to point to the deep cuts off, you know, the first four albums or something like that. And then I don't really think, you know, you can really point to the black album as an <laughs> underrated thing, just with how popular it is. But yeah, I, <laughs> I always like to point to the load album. It's an album that I've always really loved. I know, I know amongst the, um, you know, some of the hardcore metal fans may not be as appreciated as, you know, Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and and uh, Justice. But, you know, it's an album that I've always really enjoyed for its lyricism, and there's some songs on there that I really like. Um, and then I actually have a, t- I actually have a lyric tattoo um, on my left peck. It's a lyric from uh, the Outlaw Torn. So um, I'd say the Outlaw Torn is definitely one of the most, uh, one of the most underrated ones. Uh, big fan of Bleeding Me. Those are two um, great songs. Yeah, two just two fantastic songs. Really sets the mood. Just great, great lyricism in there from James that I like. So, um, yeah. Also, yeah. I'll say I'll say the Outlaw Torn and Bleeding Me. Just you know, not your your typical Metallica songs or you know one that you may think of as a metalhead. But yeah, I'd say I'd say those two. How about you? I have always loved Leper Messiah. Ooh, I've always kind of felt like that's one that kind of gets. Uh, 
it gets play every now and again. It seems like they kind of incorporate him into sets like mm-hmm. when they're overseas, like when they go to Europe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that doesn't get a lot of play, even though it's on a popular album, I think is The God That Failed. Ooh. Um, yeah, good song. I mean, it, it yeah. seems like it's a, a well-liked track amongst Metallica fans, but it's mm-hmm. one of those ones that like, I don't know, it kind of appears in sets here and there. It's never anything like set in stone, which... I mean, for a band like Metallica, it's hard to want to replace, you know, the main stuff with anything else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's kind of one of those interchangeable ones that I wouldn't hate if they played more often. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be excited to kind of see how they, uh, you know, how different the set list might be compared to, you know, compared to what they were just doing in Europe for two months and what they just played at Lollapalooza. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it'll be too much different. I know, I know every show they mix up like three or four songs here and there. So I'll be, I'll be excited to see what they, what they throw at us. Hope, hope, I mean, I've, this will be my fifth time seeing them. So I've seen a lot of the songs that, that they typically play. So I wonder if they'll play something that I haven't heard yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, looking forward to it. Chris? So- <laughs> <laughs> good times <laughs> chris is like if you guys know who anthony fantano is chris that's like the complete opposite of what chris is <laughs> i'm just here for the noise <laughs> i feel like another one would be phantom lord if i ever heard phantom lord in person i was actually listening to phantom lord in the gym this morning so it's a good it's a good gym song Hey, Kill 'em All is like one of those albums that you can pretty much listen to anytime. I kind of feel I kind of feel that way with Metallica where it's like some of the earlier stuff you have to be in like the right mood to listen to, but like I could listen to Kill 'em All pretty much anytime. But oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a timeless it's a timeless album. So like Yeah, I'd throw I'd throw No Remorse in there as kind of kind of one of the underrated ones. It's probably it's actually probably my top song on Kill 'em All. So yeah. Cool. Also, cool well we're kind of at that point again where not so much is happening we're kind of expecting it with the off season um something that did kind of catch the headlines uh was the hockey news being the hockey news uh putting out an article about you know they're they're kind of going through their early season previews and going through the uh you know people on the hot seat within certain organizations and unsurprisingly uh Dallas Eakins was named as the person on the hot seat for the Ducks. And they followed that up with also stating that water is wet. Um, but the big part of that article was they kind of just nonchalantly mentioned that a guy like Mike, Mike Babcock would be a good fit for Pat Verbeek to go after uh, when he ultimately either fires Dallas Eakins or lets him walk. And I think we all can agree that's a pretty shitty idea. Do we know who's a, who else is available coaching wise? I mean, of course, more can change like by the end of next season or halfway through. But who's available like right now? Do we know anybody? Uh, Vigneault. Besides, besides Babcock, <laughs> uh, I think Vigneault's available. Oh God, even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claude Julian, I think, still available. Travis, I'd be, I'd be open. I'd be open to Claude Julian, Travis Green. Yeah, Travis saying. Green. Yeah, Travis Green. Okay. Um, there's, I mean, there's not a lot out there. Um, yeah. but 
I don't know. Their their reasoning was, well, he's already been with the organization once <laughs> and he might know the landscape and it's just kind of like, okay, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's just like, and they completely glance past the part about all the shit that came out about him. It was just so like, oh yeah, you know. It says that he bided coach. his time. He bided his time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of saw the out, I wouldn't say outrage, but I saw everyone kind of clowning on it and I admittedly didn't read it because I thought I got the gist of it just from how everyone was reacting. But uh, I actually sat down and read it and was just kind of like, oh, wow, that really was all they said. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I understand the, well, he's a veteran guy that, you know, this team's going to need someone that knows what they're doing. And it's like, okay but there's better choices uh certainly and it would be kind of dumb to have your gm leave because he was doing things that were problematic in the workplace and then hire a guy that was also fired for similar reasons yeah i i I don't know not even him like not even personally either he was horrible with the leafs like younger players yeah Mm. and for a team that's what the the fifth youngest in the league, sixth mm-hmm. youngest. Uh, sixth, yeah. I, I I don't think that that's uh, a great. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not something you should be looking at if you're Pat Verbeek. No, but but you know he's familiar yeah. with the market, <laughs> and it says that he has a Stanley Cup winning pedigree. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just I. I thought people were overreacting to that article a little bit. I mean, I read the article too, like Jake, and to me, it just came off as more of like a, hey, here's an available coach, and I'm going to try to just kind of make a weird reason for him to fit. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, I actually, or like, oh, um, inside source of saying that the Ducks would be interested in bringing in Mike Babcock. Like, some of the reaction I was seeing on Twitter was, would have been suggesting that that's what the article was saying and it's not what it did at all i mean yeah. I, I i didn't really think anything of it. it's just like okay it's the hockey news it's just this major you know one of the major media outlets um you know just kind of throwing out random coaching names that were available just for just for a hit piece because they know that dallas Eakins may potentially be on the hot seat here you know as a as a, mm-hmm. as, a as the young season turns into a uh turns into an old season you know so yeah i i I didn't i didn't really think anything of it i thought people were overreacting to it a little bit twitter overreacting to stuff come on connor ducks twitter overreacting to stuff something something we we rarely see it definitely felt like that moon knight meme random bullshit go (laughs) (laughs) it just it almost feels like he wrote it thinking that nobody would read it he's just going under a pseudonym and false names because doesn't want to know he doesn't want everyone to know that it's him mike babcock wrote the article yeah. <laughs> well also in ducks news we uh we got the promo schedule for this year and mm-hmm. not gonna lie it actually has some pretty interesting things in it i am Definitely going to be trying to go to the game to get the Trevor Zegers action figure. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. I just know if I miss that game, those fucking things are going to be littered on eBay for like 50 bucks for no reason. Mm-hmm. 
but will it know. be a will it be a number 11 action figure will it be a number 88 action figure what are we what are we gonna get mm-hmm. i mean if we're judging off of the nhl 23 test cover thing that leaked a couple days or last week yeah uh, it's it's looking more more 11 you know with uh with a uh, classic ea they misspelled the word technical <laughs> technical technical test hey test Hot- <laughs> Hockey players, we don't we don't do math and we don't speak well, so I give them a pass. I mean, no speak well. Life do word when few word do when few word do trick. <laughs> but uh, some notable things are the uh, Troy Terry bobblehead, which that's I think another game that is going to be a can't miss. Yeah. Um, the Wild Wing Nutcracker. That's... Hey, hey, it's a nut quacker. Oh, hey, I just said we can't we can't read properly, so not quacker. <laughs> Looking at it right now. Throwback night's interesting. Like, is that just gonna be like it? I think I think I know exactly how it's gonna go down. Everyone's gonna be hyping it up, thinking that it's like, oh, they're gonna wear the mighty duck shirts. They're gonna wear the mighty duck shirts, and then that's just gonna be the first night that they wear the new reverse retro. Like, I don't yeah, know probably. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't uh I wouldn't got our hopes up too much. I mean, if the revert, if the new reverse retro is sick, which we don't know what it's going to be yet because we haven't been involved in the first couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, maybe by next episode next week, we'll hear something um, a little bit more about what our reverse retro could be. Yeah, but that throwback night should be fun. Mm-hmm. The women in sports night is going to probably be cool. I'd expect yeah. like a Team USA cameo. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, um, little, uh, little Hillary. Little uh, Hillary Knight action. Hey, this is a forbidden topic, Bucko. You oh, can't, be, bring, oh, can't be bringing that oh. up. Oh, I was yeah, waiting sorry, for sorry. Jake to sneak in the M word. <laughs> no, I I like living. Yeah, and it, it's nice. <laughs> uh, the chick the Chick Fil A picnic blanket or presented by Chick Fil A picnic <laughs> blanket. Um, that should be interesting. I like that they're doing prize scratchers for fan appreciation night. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just giving out lottery tickets now. <laughs> Sweet. The interesting thing. Now, it may it, they may just not have a date for it yet because I did see somewhere on Twitter somebody said that there's like 19 promos or there's a certain amount of promos, but they said somewhere that there's like two or three left to be announced. Mm-hmm. There's there is no Angels Night on this list. Yeah. Are the Samuelis rightfully giving Artie Moreno a big fat middle finger? <laughs> Which Hopefully. I would love. Fuck you, Artie Moreno. Do not team does not deserve to be honored right now. Hispanic Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't tell me that Artie Moreno doesn't look like Walt Disney. No, he does. He does, yeah. He's just a cheaper version. Yeah. Hopefully Can we the, have Hopefully the Angels don't freeze them in carbonite or whatever they did with walt disney oh no that was han solo i'm sorry his name's just watt didney <laughs> Artie moreno's uh the walt disney we have at home it's like in futurama they just have like his head floating in a jar yeah calling shots <laughs> i kind of like the animal rescue and adoption night but i wouldn't be able to go to that so i'd want all of i just want all of them what is futures night what could that be i'm interested in that i don't know 
I think it said that it was going to kind of be a focus on like maybe youth hockey. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Have like yeah, the local clubs be. showcase because pretty much every rinks location is going to have a club team that they host. So it's like the Long Beach you know, Shredders better be there. They probably will, yeah. especially because Emerson Edom's technically a member of the organization. Yeah. I'd assume at the very least they would have the Shredders, which, hey, they got some sick uniforms. So I'd, they be, do. Pretty, I'd be pretty excited to see that in person. Mm-hmm. You see, hey, I slander the Angels, and then Shohei Otani just hit a home run right now. It's called a reverse jinx. <laughs> Get fucked, nerds. Was anyone, on, was anyone on base, sir? No, it was a solo home run. Oh, rough. okay. So, What's the score? Five nothing, Angels. Oh, wow. Look at them. We're playing the A's, though, so it really doesn't count. It really uh, doesn't count. Yeah. I'm gonna. Well, I'm actually going to try to get to the Trevor Zegris uh, action figure giveaway. It's against the Sabres, so it's perfect. Oh, yeah, that is perfect for you. Yeah. Official later rivals meetup. We can all play with our Trev- we can all play with our Trevor Zegers action figures. Standing outside of uh <laughs> behind behind Gee and Kent while they're on an intermission. Just doing just like, like fights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're all we're all just like <laughs> <laughs> my my birthday's on the seventh of that month too. So what's the date on that again? Fifteenth. Uh, the fifteenth of what? Of February. Oh, okay. Day after Valentine's Day. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a Wednesday game, so. Oh, it is a Wednesday game. Well, next up in the news, uh, just when everyone thought we were done with the Boston Bruins, they uh, <laughs> re-signed Patrice Bergeron, and uh, David Krejci came back from overseas. So now it kind of is being touted that this may be Boston's last dance, which I think is offensive to say because, really, the. The only last dance is Michael Jordan here, but you know, <laughs> Boston's got to make everything about them. Yep. Is Boston uh, running it back? I looks bringing Big Z back, bringing Tim Thomas back. What the hell? Oh God. <laughs> I I think that last one's going to be kind of hard. He's he's living in a cabin somewhere in, yeah, in a mountain he, or something like that. He did the he did the he did the Tupac and he <laughs> faked his death living in Cuba. Yeah. But yeah, well, we've kind of known about the Bergeron crazy thing, I feel like, for like two months, and now it's finally being announced. <laughs> well, because Butchergrass has been teasing it for like two months. Yeah. And it's yeah. like when he has a scoop on anything Massachusetts related, it's like, okay, it's yeah. happening just a matter of time <laughs> before, you know, it's announced. Yeah. I mean, it's I, cool kind of, I kind of feel like if they don't win this year, the Bruins are going to be very, very shitty next year. Because mm-hmm. Bergeron's probably gonna want to leave. Not well, I don't say that is as like he's gonna want to leave because the team's gonna be bad, but I feel like they're gonna probably probably, kinda, probably hanging him up. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd mm-hmm. say it's more likely a retirement than a oh, I want to go play for a team and try and win one last time because he just doesn't seem like the guy that would do that. Um well, but kind of leads me into another point of if that does happen, do we start and and say maybe they're even bad this year with the two of them, which I, I doubt they're going to be because Patrice Bergeron's not a bad player. Mm-hmm. Like he's easily one of the best in the league. Yeah. Even at his age. But 
if they are bad, do you guys think that starts leading into posture knock trade talk? Or do you think Don Sweeney is going to kind of have his hands full all season of trying to get posture knock to sign long-term? Mm, I can't see how they would go through this season without trying to sign him long-term. Like, I don't think they can afford to lose him if they're going to, you know, you're, you're on the verge of losing Bergeron and I don't know. There's just no way that they, if they lose him, that's going to be terrible if yeah. they had to end up trading him. And I just don't think that that's a market that wants to uh, have to go through that and like a full on rebuild. They're more like a retool type of team, you know, like yeah. keep someone like that on and then bring in, you know, you got your draft picks and then maybe bring in some people to help them. But well, so the, dra- the draft picks, they're not sending to the ducks. <laughs> Because we've had a lot of those in the last couple of years. Yeah, we have had a lot of the Bruins picks. But yeah, like Chris, I mean, I was going to say, kind of like you touched on, it's it's kind of a similar market to Montreal where that, you know, going through a full rebuild is a little bit more hard to sell to guys like that. I mean, especially when you still have young players like like Pastor Mac, like McAvoy, you know, you you know, you just signed Hampus Lindholm to that giant deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I think he, yeah, they're going to do everything within their means to re-sign Pasternak. I think I think they're going to throw all the money in the world at him, and I think it's going to be a situation where it's, if if Pasternak isn't returning or if he's getting traded, it's going to be because he 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 just wants out. You know? Yeah, he demands yeah. it or something. Yeah, he's going to well, walk in the office one day and demand a trade to Anaheim, and he's going to blow <laughs> us all away. Be like, let's Whoa. go, baby. <laughs> one way to get an eighty-eight on the Ducks, right? <laughs> Well, hey, we memed Klingberg into existence, so we did. <laughs> I mean, it, it would atone for the sins of the past and yeah. taking taking the right fourteenth overall pick. Yeah, we could say that because Lewis isn't here. <laughs> Tenth overall um, pick, even worse. Oh Ooh. shit! Yeah, how am yeah. I thinking fourteenth? I don't know. Again, math speaking, don't do both well. <laughs> no me speaky. Well, speaking a shit ton of money, um, the Flames re-signed Jonathan Huberdeau, eight by ten and a half mil. Um, this one I didn't imagine this time and <laughs> have a fever dream about, so it's nice and awake for this one. Kind of feel like Calgary kind of has the edge on uh, on this trade so far. Yeah, we were just talking mm-hmm. about the trade and saying if he signs long term then they they're going to start leaning into the the win on that trade a little bit more so and the fact yeah, that Mackenzie Weger has also come out even if it's through his agents and said yeah like yeah I, I want to sign here long term like mm-hmm. if all signs are pointing that way uh kind of looks like they're coming out of this ahead yeah definitely yeah I mean I mean you know just as you guys said you know them Calgary kind of being considered the winners of that trade was kind of contingent on them being able to keep Huberto and Wegar. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then add in, you know, the little bit handful of picks they got, I think, I think it's a first next, is it it's next a, year's first? And then they, then it's like a pick in 2026 or 25 or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a conditional that turns into a certain year. If got X it. amount of things don't happen, we should have covered it last week, but. Honestly, there was like a paragraph on cat friendly on that trade. And I just was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not reading all of that. <laughs> it's That's just like, we will probably congratulations. We're sorry that happened. 
we'll probably <laughs> never we'll probably never dive into trade trees for that reason <laughs> yeah it, it's too much it's too much little just gm bullshit that i don't think we need to get into yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day we're not the calgary flames so we're not brad shelving yeah yeah but yeah man i mean i mean that that return that they got for for matthew kachuk was a haul even even before these extensions you know mm-hmm. and, then, and then now they got huberto locked up long term probably gonna lock up we long term as well i mean shit that's that's two really great players with control you know i know i i know huberto's getting up there in age a little bit but you know he's kind of he's kind of one of those guys where you know <laughs> when jay fresh puts up his card on twitter it's just a whole bunch of fucking blue <laughs> yeah. so i don't think he's getting i don't think he's getting <laughs> he's probably uh probably not going to be uh going to be regressing or declining anytime soon even though he is i think like 28 or 29 but you yeah. know we'll definitely still have a couple good years on but you know you gotta you gotta sign good players like that to those kinds of contracts it's kind of it's kind of expected there's really no way you're kind of wiggling around that if you want to keep guys like that yeah and like eight years i mean he like you said he's probably going to be a very good player for at least six of those <laughs> yeah and i think i think based off some of the models i don't i don't remember I may be mistaken, but I think based off of some of the contract projection models, like on, um, you know, I think it's evolving hockey or Puckpedia. I think I think that was either roughly about what he was projected to get, or it's mm-hmm. or it's actually um, a little bit of a cheaper deal than what was expected. So, if anything, the Flames either just kind of did did what they had to do, or they kind of or, or they kind of got out as maybe saving know, a little money. Yeah, saving a little money. You know that they can use to that they can use for regard they can use you know for other stuff but yeah so it it it's definitely leaning leaning more towards calgary coming out on top of that trade i mean i'm not i mean full hats off to florida they pulled that off and got a guy like matthew kachuk that they can add in to bolster to that already great lineup but yeah it's leaning i think long term it's leaning towards calgary mm-hmm. and saying so, his deal is also one of those weird ones that has like the signing bonus like one year is more than his salary yeah and uh, it changes the next year to where it's back like an even split so yeah there definitely was some gm wizardry there Um, he gets like an extra 10 bucks for putting on a skate (laughs) you mean every contract isn't just the same amount of money every year (laughs) sadly no you mean that they actually work these things out (laughs) (laughs) what well, in other uh, deal-related news, uh, Jenny is kind of forcing our hand here and including this because she shamed Chris. But uh, Lawson Kraus went to arbitration, right? And no, he got a- they, I think they just avoided it. Oh, okay. they settled before? Yeah, I think okay. it was like literally like an hour or two hours before. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we really don't want to have to give you more. <laughs> Um, they, they, they called him while he was getting dressed for the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, the Arizona Coyotes signed Lawson Krause to a five-year, $4.3 million deal. Yeah. Certainly um, a I way mean, to a, have a, a guy. Decent, Chris, I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you take this one, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just not a ton like on him that I know just because I – you don't see a lot of them like last year. I mean, he played okay. Last year he played 65 games and he had 34 points. So that was easily his best season so far. I mean, he's a good player. I feel like he's going to be easily. I mean, on the coyotes, he could be in the top six probably, but as they get better and stuff, I'm, 
he's probably a good like bottom six guy, third line at worst. But like even okay, 65 games last year, year before that, it was 51, then 66, then 81. So he still hasn't played a full 82. <laughs> I know he deals with a lot of injuries. Um but I mean if he get, though, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basic, um, it's basically 82. Come on. Yeah. Like who's counting? And like 65 last year isn't bad. That's really good. But like, I don't know. If he can if he can keep it going with the th- you know 34 points in 65 games if he can kind of carry that over to next season then it's a pretty good signing. I don't know about the the years too much like 5 years I I couldn't even tell you if that's good or not but <laughs> I thought maybe like 3 for now but I'm no. just a dude in a chair so <laughs> Maybe they just called it his agent and they're like, hey, uh, so what do you think the arbitrator is going to say? Because we'll just give you that so we don't have to give you more money. Yeah, we don't want to be yelled at. So I can just hear Tyson Nash's voice in my head saying his name and it makes yeah. me inherently angry. Jesus. You know how we, t- we talk about like the Ducks announcers with the whole, you know, lookout cookout and coast to coast like buttered toast Tyson Nash has some bad ones like there's one I know that if a goalie makes like a really good save he'll say oh we read him like a book hate it I hate it I want to break my tv and then like he'll if there's a bad turnover in the middle of the ice he'll say he the player like uh dished out a pepperoni pizza So you're He's telling just... me you don't like hearing him talk like this on the no. TV all the time? <laughs> I really He's... wish he had Twitter after the whole Jay Beagle shit because yeah, I was I ready he... to I was he... ready to fight that man. I think he blocked me when he had Twitter. I think Sometimes... I know Sean Avery has me blocked because <laughs> I called him out on something that he said about George Peros. I guess I don't know. Can't remember sometimes it's good that guys like him don't have twitter anymore because Mm -hmm. while it is fun to watch them get themselves in trouble i i think it would just make me angry to know he has an outlet to be a dipshit on you know (laughs) yeah why i can't stand when the when the ducks play them because i only get the you know the local channel so I, I can't listen to it i mean i don't care for the ducks broadcast either but at least it's not tyson nash man fuck that guy <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt i turned on my ac really quick guys you can't hear it can you no you're good oh sweet perfect cool thanks well next up on the right. list uh was actually news that came out today the rangers have named jacob truba their next captain yeah man Certainly a decision. Um, is what that was. <laughs> I was going to say, I know we kind of talked about it in our group chat earlier. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Connor. I, I think everybody freaking out and say, you know, talking about his hits last year. Like, <laughs> it like ha- okay, it's like we fucking get it. Like, he had a couple bad hits couple of them weren't even really that bad it was you know a, a 
a clean hit, whatever your thoughts on, oh, they still need to change the rule to allow for, or to not allow for any head contact whatsoever, or even if it's a shoulder, whatever, even if it bounces off the shoulder, whatever, whatever you feel like, that's fine. But I swear to God, it's like some people want all contact and like all contact in hockey completely outlawed. Like it's getting, it's gotten to the point where it's just like ultimate whiner levels of what happened with Jacob Truba this past year? I'm like, it's just, uh, and it's not to say that the ones that were bad were bad because there were some ones that were, pretty, oh, no, definitely. Yeah, pretty yeah, no, there were definitely, bad. there were definitely some hits that were headhunting that were targeting the head. No, no, no disagreement there, but it's just like, holy fuck, they're acting like he's, you know, doing, they're acting like he Todd Bertuzzi to a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like, holy hell, like, at the end so, of the day, okay, there's going to be some hard contact. Like, it's hockey. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, if you are somebody who wants all hits outlawed, I I don't, like, and I mean this in the least boomerish <laughs> old-school hockey way possible, but I don't think this game is for you. <laughs> like, Boomer. There's, there's physicality. There's going to be some, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Connor says, big sorry, man, I'm annoyed. go boom. What's that? <laughs> with it. What's that? Connor says, big man, go boom. You deal big with Big man, big man, go boom. So I totally missed this, like, part. Like, were people upset that he was captain because of hits that he throws? Well, it no, wasn't it was, so oh, much. Go ahead, Jake, sorry. It wasn't so much, like, because of the hits he throws. It's just the fact that he was making the rounds on Twitter, like, every couple weeks because he was hitting guys in questionable ways. Like mm-hmm. I said, there was... I don't remember who it was, but there was like one that was clearly like he stuck his arm out, caught the dude in the head, and like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was clearly a shitbag play. Yeah, I remember but like, that. Hit. It was just kind of, and you know, it, it very well could be people kind of fucking around and just being like, oh, you know, you know, he's at least gonna look good with the C when he's nailing people in the head. Like, I, I kind of, I kind of like when people do shit like that because that's stuff that goes through my head when i see things like that with guys with histories but like i don't know it just was very like and it seemed like it was more outside fans not ranger fans the ranger fans seemed to be more upset that it wasn't like zabinajad or Kreider or a guy like that and it was just kind of people outside of the fan base just being dumb which i which i do kind of see i mean i mean i'm kind of in agreement as i think we all are that i think we probably all would have assumed it would have been chris Kreider or mika zabanajad but mm-hmm. yeah i think i do think Shruba's an interesting choice but yeah it's just like there was just way too much whining going on today in regards to the hits <laughs> when it wasn't even about the hits like it wasn't like they came out and they were like oh nothing. he's laying the boom like yeah. Well, it's not a it compilation like, of him hitting dudes. It's, yeah, and they were like, oh, my God, and they pat all the bad ones. Like I, like, I don't remember what account. It was like Spitting Chicklets, or it was like it was like some hockey account, whatever. Mm-hmm. They posted it, and they were like, Ranger fans, how are we feeling about Sherba being named captain? And it, and it was a picture of him, like, standing over a player after he just completely laid him out. And mm-hmm. I think, from what I remember correctly, it was McKinnon, I think it was one I'm of the hits sure. that, like, what, I think it was one of the hits that, like, wasn't even that bad. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple comments below that were like, oh, how dare <laughs> oh. you highlight his hits? Like, how dare you highlight him? It's like, 
it's like shut up. The Rangers should shut have the came fuck out. Up. There's gonna be hits in hockey. Like <laughs> the Rangers should just have just tweeted. Being, you're being just a complete moaning whiner at that point. Rangers should have just tweeted like Truba puts the C in collision and then just like him and his <laughs> in his jersey with the big C on there and just that would have everybody. That would have been too cold. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm at the that point where I'm, I'm at the point where I'm almost cheering for Jacob Truba's success now just because of all the whining that was going on today. And I'm not even a Rangers fan. I don't even give a fuck. I, mean, yeah. I don't care. Like it's just weird. It's a weird thing to stick on just because right. like I guess no captain ever has been like a questionable hitter, questionable hockey player. I mean, hopefully no flame uh flames fans were uh chiming in on that because did they forget about Giordano or we won't go down that road? <laughs> well, I think Giordano only really targeted us <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Camp Fowler's, Camp Fowler's knee didn't die for this slander. <laughs> Died like twice. I'd say this captaincy news has very Andy Green captaincy vibes, just because it just kind of feels like a random dude to be a captain. Yeah. yeah. But the best part of it was the um, Heat Daddy tweet saying that the video that the Rangers put out made it look like he was writing the Magna Carta. I fucking, I was, I was cackling reading that. Yeah. Or he and was like, like, why do they have him writing? A, he was like, why do they have him writing a letter? Like he's fucking Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. It's something yeah. like that. But, and then it was like, it was funny as hell. You know, I click on the heat daddy account and like two tweets down is a picture of like this dude railing a chick on a motorbike oh with someone God. going off like a jump. And I'm just like, you know, what? this is why I follow this account. <laughs> Good, wholesome what discussion. The hell? Yeah, it's just like looking at it, like, oh, okay, that's that that at Heat Daddy in 07 has been providing us since I think 2013. <laughs> Legendary hockey account, love that account, hilarious. The day that that account ever disappears, I think's the day I leave Twitter because uh, it's gonna be a sad day. That was like literally one of the first ever accounts I followed when I got on hockey Twitter way back. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> When he was doing his, like, when he was actually trying to be Danny Heatley. Oh, yeah. Like, before and he just completely stopped giving a fuck and is just, like, tweeting a bunch of random shit now, but. And he completely succeeded at making it seem like it really was Danny, he- Danny Heatley tweeting back all when, that uh, stuff. Back when parody <laughs> accounts ruled the world and were funny. <laughs> that, that's a topic for another day. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. You mean you don't you don't like the, you Dark don't times. like you don't like the Quenville's mustache account or the drunk Patrick Kane or, or what was the what was the Yager one? There was the Yager one that was just so fucking annoying. There were so many different Penguins ones too. Like yeah, every there, Penguins player had one. There was a Mario, Sid, not Sidney Crosby. Yeah, the Evgeny Malkin one was annoying. I I followed that guy for a while. The only During... funny one was boring Sean Monahan. That one was actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Gino one, like that guy was going after Predators fans in 2017. So I think I just naturally kind of latched on because I still wanted to like <laughs> have a dog in the fight and like mess with their fans further. Mm-hmm. But then like after they won the cup, he just was annoying. And I was like, well, you 
I'm thinking to myself like well this served its purpose why do I need to follow it anymore and <laughs> I was kind of right because that guy was that guy was a big complainer oh yeah yeah well we'll continue this discussion next time on <laughs> reminiscing on old school hockey twitter oh god <laughs> well uh for this week's uh hockey 365 topic kind of on the Along the lines of big markets, I guess. Shout out um, Hockey Seed. Shout out Hockey 365, by the way. He asks us this week, in our experiences, do we feel that there's significant truth to the idea of an East Coast bias existing in the hockey media's coverage? Or is it not a big deal, you know, as fans of small markets seem to make it out to be? I think I think it still definitely exists. I think nowadays, just with how you know, with how big social media is and, you know, with, with hockey making the jump to, you know, big, big carriers like ESPN and getting more, you know, exposure on a national level. I think it's not as extreme as it was maybe. So, you know, maybe say 10 years ago, but I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, with all the, with all the markets out in the East coast, you know, you got Montreal and New York, Boston. I don't know if you consider Chicago East coast, probably not, but it's kind of out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it definitely exists. I mean, at the end of the day, those guys, a lot of those guys aren't staying up too late to watch the Ducks. A lot of fans over there probably, you know, I mean, unless you're super diehard or your team's playing out here, probably aren't staying up late to watch a bunch of the West Coast games. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I not to say that there's an amount of East Coast fans that are uneducated about West Coast teams. That's not that's not the word I'm looking for at all. But um yeah, I think it's still definitely there. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's slowly kind of start slowly kind of starting to go away. And that's and that's down to the NHL finally making the right decisions when it comes to, you know, how they want to market themselves. You know, there's there's still a whole bunch of room for improvement, even with the steps to ESPN and and all yeah. that. Um, but it's definitely a step in the right direction that can eliminate some of that, I think. I think the league is in really good hands with ESPN and TNT. And I'm interested to see how it looks like, because what, what was it, like a seven-year deal for both? So it'd be kind of interesting to see how it looks like once we're in year five, year six. Yeah. Well, yeah and, but, Chris, and, and just a quick question for you. I mean, I mean, you know, growing up on the East Coast, like mm-hmm. growing up in New York. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of getting your first exposure to the game and exposure to the league while you were still in New York growing up as a kid. You know, how, how, how hard was it from your perspective to take in the West Coast teams? Very hard, but I, you know, I had NHL center ice and I would watch every Ducks game. I would just have to go to bed at like 1 a.m. There you go. It was hard, but I did it. You know, I would have to go to school the next day, but. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, not everybody has the time or. Yeah. Wants to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's. It was tough though. And I'd watch the Ducks. I'd watch, I'd watch whoever I wanted. I didn't care what time they started, but that's just me. You know, not everyone wants to sit there at 10 30 at night and flip on a hockey game that just started <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i'd probably guess the average east coast hockey fan isn't staying up until yeah i watching watching random west coast games you know i mean i mean i think we're at a luxury over here on the west coast where the last games of the night are starting at 7 p.m mm-hmm. and so it's easy for us to see everything you know the first games of the night at you know are starting at four or five you know just as we're all getting off works we can we can flip them on right when we get home and watch all the games leading up to when the ducks play at seven o'clock typically so yeah you know, it's, and that it's, helps with the playoffs too oh exactly 
oh, it's great for the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. the best. When they're staggering the games, it's like four o'clock start and then like a five thirty and then a six and then a seven. And it's yeah, you gotta flip back and forth and not miss too much. Yeah. And I don't think like I don't think it will matter too much what the NHL does and their networks because most of the population is still on the East Coast. Yep. So yeah. I think it's just always gonna be that way. But I mean, they can they can definitely work on it to try to, you know, hopefully with the whole Zegras thing, people know Zegras. Hopefully he's like a household name, mm-hmm. uh, even more so in the next few years. Because, you know, when we had Getzloff and Perry, they weren't talked about much, like in the media. If they were on an East Coast team, they would have been talked about just as much as Crosby and Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. So it's still, it's definitely there. But I mean... They can only do so much to work on it. Yeah, exactly. I personally don't think it exists anymore with ESPN. I definitely mm-hmm. think it was more of an issue when NBC was still doing things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can count numerous times that we played on NBC and it was just kind of like they were there. They just kind of were existing and mm-hmm. you know, the ducks were still good up until the last couple of years. So it's like from our perspective as fans of a team that's in a smaller market, that's not going to get much attention, especially on the West coast. Like it's easy to kind of have that feeling of like, Oh, they don't care about us. Like clearly, mm-hmm. you know, clearly they, their attentions elsewhere. And it was true for a while. Like anytime, yeah, if we played the Blackhawks on NBC, you heard everything oh, about the Blackhawks regardless of the score. Yeah. yeah. But I think the thing that ESPN did great this year was they pitched a lot of games that if it was a original six matchup, like they pitched it as more so like the history of it. Like they mm-hmm. didn't try and just be like, oh, well, yeah, we're in Toronto tonight watching, you know, Toronto, Montreal. And it's not just one sided of, oh, you know, we focused on this one team the whole game. It's like, this is the history between these teams recently. And this is how it goes back generations, even if it's like goofy shit, like, oh, you know, here's a family that we picked out of the crowd. Half, you know, mom and dad are Habs fans, but, you know, both kids are wearing Austin Matthews jerseys and they try and take, you know, a spin on stuff like that. Yeah. It wasn't just straight up like, Oh, so we have, you know, we have the red wings today playing ah, shit. They're playing. Yeah. They're playing yeah. the, they're playing the coyotes. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it's not like the life was sucked out of the broadcaster. It was mm-hmm. just like, okay. Yeah. We, and they're playing a team. Yeah. And I hate when you can tell that they like the people calling the games, not saying they're not good at their job or they don't do their homework, but you can just tell they don't watch Ducks games. Yeah. yeah. Just some of the things they said, it's like, what in the hell are we talking about? And and it seems like Jake doesn't miss the Wednesday night rivalry on NBCSN. Those Ducks, are f- Ducks the- Blues. You don't miss the Ducks Blues Wednesday night rivalry. Oh, you don't. You don't. You don't miss the. You don't miss the uh, the heated rivalry between the Dallas Stars and the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> It, and it was always just like some random fucking game that happened like a year prior where someone you know got boarded and they're like, these two teams hate each other. And it's like, <laughs> well, they play each other twice a year, so I don't mm. really think they do. 
Yeah, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But it was always like, okay, you know, four o'clock start, we got Caps Pens or we got Rangers, Rangers Lightning. We got, you know, Rangers Bruins. And then the seven o'clock slot is like the Sharks and the Canucks. And <laughs> yeah. It's like these two teams, they're aquatic animals. They inherently <laughs> hate each other. Like it was always just dumb shit like that. And it's just Orcas like eat sharks. Yeah, and it was Wednesday like night rivalry. The like, whole <laughs> the whole game prior got a hype package, and you got Eddie Olchek and Keith Jones fighting in the studio about which team's better and you know who they'd want to fluff you know, if they were backstage. But like <laughs> and then you know the second game's just like and you know you could hear a pin drop in the building right now yeah. and I think one of the hot dog vendors uh, shut down early tonight. So it looks like I'm not eating dinner. And it's just like, you know, it's just shit like that. And it's like, it was like, it was like flight or no flight. <laughs> yeah. The battle of the birds. Ducks, penguins next. And then the whole game is highlights of Sidney Crosby. And it's like, okay, yeah. you know, at least one bird. Gibson team's making getting, one save. Uh, and then. Unfortunately, the classic Anaheim sports team curse of getting your shit kicked in on national television. So yeah, I never. Even when we were good, we would get our shit kicked in on national television. Yeah. So never, never really helped our case. Ducks versus with the, Penguins. Uh, with, One uh, can fly. With, with the auto market fans. One can fly. <laughs> One can't. But one has Sidney Crosby next. <laughs> Well, I'm like, I remember they had a game. It was it was on a holiday. I think it might have been like around the Thanksgiving break, where it was like Flyers Ducks at like one thirty on a Saturday, oh, yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, these two teams have history." And then <laughs> like the one like thing that they they talked about that the teams apparently are mad at each other for is they both wear the same colors. It was yeah. just like really, they're like, both orange and black. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you know, I'm glad a fifth grader was the guy writing the script for this, but I don't know. I, I think ESPN has done a good job of kind of trying to shoo away from that and make it like, oh, you know, we're taking both sides here and we're trying to show you mm-hmm. the story for both teams. You're inherently going to have matchups that are going to draw more viewers. Are people are going to watch the Ducks and Sharks play on a Wednesday, or are you going to want to watch the Caps and the Penguins play? Yeah. You're going to want to watch the Caps-Penguin game because mm-hmm. inherently there's going to either be you know a back and forth between Sid and Ovechkin or Tom Wilson's going to try and kill someone again. And, you know, that game's going to be more fun to watch than, you know, Okay, so wait, this team doesn't have Martin Jones anymore, but that guy can't still save the puck. You know, sharks are sharks are screwed. The Ducks win one nothing on a Sam Carrot goal or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like how how thrilling. I'm not gonna sit back and complain when like people are saying, "Yeah, like why is that game on TV?" Because watching this team long enough, you know that that's not a fun matchup to watch, but. The people that still cry foul and say, oh, you know, we don't get the respect we deserve. It's like they're in it for the ratings, especially this last year. Like they're trying to make good on their word that this contract's going to be worthwhile. 
Mm. It's not going to just be, you know, a one and done. Like they want to stick. It seems like ESPN wants this to work out to where when the contract's done, they're going to renew for maybe more years, which, I mean, didn't NBC do that? Like NBC came in and was kind of only there for a while and then signed like a long ass extension to stay on. Yeah. I want to say it might've been like three or four years or something. And then they signed like that big 15 year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're going to try their best to make this year as best as they can. And they did a really good job. I thought um, so. Yeah. The, the playoffs started a little shaky, um, but by the end of it, you know, they did a good job. I liked that they had them on different networks. It wasn't just like you had to watch it on ESPN. You had the option mm-hmm. to, you know, watch the game that was staggered and started later. You could stay and watch the other one. And then the last game would be on after like, yeah. I really liked, I liked ESPN's, um, I know, I feel like a lot of people kind of hated it, but I liked um, the ESPN Hulu exclusive games. Yeah. That was always really cool. I mean, the only one I really regret watching was that uh, defeating 6-5 loss to the Coyotes at home. Oh, yeah. I watched all of that game, and I swear it was like I turned around for a second and suddenly they were losing, but... Man, every game against the Coyotes is just weird and frustrating. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a weird game. Oh, it seems to be a common denominator there. <laughs> but like what you were saying with ESPN, I think it's I think it was great this year. I mean, of course, there are things that they can work on, just like any network. But it's kind of hard to complain when it's ESPN, mm-hmm. just because of their outreach and. It's, I mean, I hope the NHL is on ESPN for the rest of my life, at least. And if TNT, if, if that second one kind of changes every once in a while, it's whatever, but ESPN is the big one that they need to, they both need to be happy, the league and the network so they can stay, stay together for a while. Exactly. I almost feel like ESPN also did a better job of kind of figuring out where their talent was at. I know people mm-hmm. gave Leah Hextall a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, and granted, her first couple games were a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of feel like they learned how to utilize her properly. Yeah. She still was calling games and, you know, you had the assholes of the world that still were kind of piling on her unfairly. And she did get better. I she thought wasn't, so. Yeah. She wasn't great, but she got better. But, and they kind of threw her in between the benches there too, huh? Yeah, and they figured out like in the playoffs, like, okay, we're not going to have her call games, but we can still utilize her because she's part of the team. And she knows and she, her stuff, man. Yeah, like, and she did a good job between the benches. It was mm-hmm. just they she's saw. Not, she's just not my favorite as a play-by-play yeah. play person. Like, I like all 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 the best to her. You know, she's a, she's a, uh, you know, as Chris said, she knows her stuff. She follows the game. She knows what she's talking about. But I think there are some other, you know, if we're going to start incorporating, you know, more female play-by-play representatives, you know, I think there were maybe some other, a little bit more deserving people. Like, I think I, like, I would have like loved Cone. to see Linda Cohn do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they went to Linda Cohn and she said no, and she wanted to keep doing what she's doing on the, on, on you know, the. the In the crease uh, thing? 
yeah on the, in the crease thing you know maybe she wanted to kind of just keep that and stay doing what yeah. she's comfortable with but yeah lee's not my favorite um you know i mean i mean not trying to hate her or whatever but you know just not not the best showing on the first season for her i think you know i'd i'd as jake said you know I do think she was a lot better when they put her between the benches during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that suited her a little bit better, but I mean, who knows, yeah. you know, you, know you, you get a summer off, get a little bit more comfortable and you're back at it next year and, you know, you might be a lot better, but yeah. And I, I understand how people are towards her. Like, you know, just her calling the games, like her voice and stuff. Like I get it, but at least she's, she's very, she just knows, like I said before, she just knows what she's talking about. She she knows the game well. She has all of her information. She has every background that you could you could ask for about teams and players and all that stuff. So it's all great. But yeah, it's yeah. just the, gotta, the calling the game. I, I understand. It. But I then understand. yeah, she's got that. But then just got to sharpen it a little bit more. Like yeah. But that's gonna be that's like, gonna be like anything. Like we yeah. had to deal with Pierre McGuire for that's true. That's true. for yeah. the longest time, and everyone hated that. So, but it's like Ducks Devils last year, and she's saying Jonathan Bernier like as the play is going on. It's like <laughs> no, like what, what, like it's not like he's not even a backup for either team. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, yeah. I think I, Bernier was a Devil last year, but I think he was already hurt by the time they played. I think so, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I again, I'll, I'll say it. I, I I think that ESPN just kind of has a better handle on things. Like they understand their talent, what they're good at, what they're not good at. I mean, I I'd, I'd take having, you know, her or AJ Malesko between the benches instead of Eddie Olchek or, God forbid, Keith Jones. I mean, yeah. listening to hymns like watching paint dry. Um, oh man, my my favorite was uh, uh, so far as Ray Ferraro. Ray Ferraro is oh, really Ray. good. Ray's great. Mm-hmm. I love Ray. But I don't know. I I, I just kind of think like at the end of this, you're not gonna see a bias towards a certain coast just because it's just kind of a fact of the sport. Certain mm-hmm. teams are going to be more popular, and at the end of the day, like it's entirely on how it's scheduled. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no ulterior motives. Gary Bettman's not saying, "Hell yeah, let's <laughs> let's give them Kraken Coyotes as the primetime slot." Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know they also have you know, it's it's a tricky thing planning a season. Uh, especially in a market like professional sports that has to utilize arenas that get booked for concerts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you're going to have Wednesdays or Mondays that flop just because other teams are having to travel and you're not going to get that good matchup you want. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just kind of how, how this thing works. Yeah, it is pretty team specific too because I mean you look at the Blue Jackets and they don't get a lot of love and they're they're in Columbus, you know, they're Ohio. And they don't really get talked about much. I mean, that'll probably change this year now with Johnny Gaudreau, but but still, you never hear about the Blue Jackets. It's just kind of like, oh cool, they they exist. Mhm. You don't see ESPN like jumping at them and be like, "Oh my god, we got to get the Blue Jackets on for Wednesday night hockey." <laughs> I was going to say, though, like uh, what Stevie said, 
He said ESPN needs to bring back Gary Thorne. That would be that'd be interesting. Even if it's for special games like the All Star or the Cup Final and a few marquee games, I would absolutely love that. I've been saying that since this deal was made. <laughs> I think for sure playoffs. Like next year, yeah. if he's if he's available to do them, I'd say he he should do playoffs at the very least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I forgot, I, or I just remembered the um, Stanley Cup Final next uh, this coming season is going to be on TNT, not ESPN this time. So yep, one player I'm interested in is uh, who. Will probably retire soon, and I want to see him go to like TV if it's ESPN or TNT. Is uh, PK Subban? So, yeah, he he's, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he, he was, was really good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed agree. that. Well, do we have any closing thoughts? This is actually you know we talked about it beforehand. This is you know a pretty interesting topic to talk about, but mm-hmm. you know this went a lot further than I thought. <laughs> um, not, not that I didn't think we were going to have a good discussion about it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we all kind of were able to kind of, kind of talk how, how we feel these things. Cause it's, it boils down to, you know, some people are going to be a little more prideful about this thing, which is great. You know, we all mm-hmm. love, we all love and consume and enjoy sports differently. Um, you know, person like me is not going to get upset about it much anymore, but for every me out there, you know, there's going to be someone that's on the opposite side of the spectrum. That's going to feel differently. And yeah, they're entitled to feel that way, but <laughs> this is why, this is why we partnered with hockey three, six, five. He's asking the real <laughs> questions. To, yeah. So to, in closing, <laughs> West is the best. In closing. <laughs> West is the best, and uh, I love Gary Thorne. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, rounding out our news, we we did have some retirement uh, announcements from uh, two Anaheim Ducks legends, respectively. We had uh, Greg Patteron announced his uh, most recent, I believe the day after Kevin Boyle announced his. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Patterns jumping straight into a role working for the Penguins, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. My guess is they maybe asked him to play like AHL this season, and he just said he was done. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, do you want a job?" Because <laughs> that seems to kind of be how things like that work. Do you want this? <laughs> do you want a job? <laughs> but I was a little, little sad to see Kevin Boyle retire. Oh man, same. Um, not that. Yeah, he was here long, but I don't know. That he made an that, impact. That shutout that season was probably one of my favorite memories because I had that was my first and only season as a uh, season as a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. And I remember that game was one of those ones that I really didn't want to go to because we were already past that like 11 game losing streak. Oh yeah. And we were kind of like spotty where we were getting wins here and there, but it was still very like, Oh yeah, we're beaten. You know, or we're only losing to teams like the lightning two to one, but then we're <laughs> losing nine, nothing to the Blackhawks at home. And yeah. You know, four mango carts later and you're just kind of sitting there like, damn, I'm sad because I spent a lot of money and my team got killed at home. Yeah. But I was kind of sad to see him retire because I know um, you know, he worked hard to 
get to the NHL one because he yeah. was pretty much always going to be a career AHL guy. Um, but it was cool seeing him live out his dream. He may not have been on a good team, but you know, <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. That was a fun game to watch. I they honestly also, don't remember who they played. Who was it? They played Vancouver. Vancouver. Was it Vancouver? Okay, I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking Vancouver, yeah, but I didn't want. I think I was at that game. I think Jakey wrote that game too. Yeah. Didn't yeah. John Gibson get his first shutout? Her first career shutout against the Canucks. I have no idea. Yeah, because no that was like one of the parallels they drew was like it. It must be something against the Canucks yeah. if you're a rookie goalie. <laughs> but I'll always remember his reaction, like when they asked him after the game, they're like, "How are you feeling?" And he just just kind of stand there, just like, "I don't know." <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of things right now. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> but. Hats off to the two of them. I know Patteron was kind of, you know, an enigma this year. And <laughs> the games he did play, he was either serviceable or very bad. But, you know, <laughs> he did have that one, like, slap shot goal from, like, the hash marks that was pretty cool. And Yeah, yeah. It was like fun. A bomb. Like, yeah, like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for all 45 seconds we had the lead or had tied the game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so all the best to both of them. I'm going to yeah. miss Boyle. I liked him a lot. He meant a lot to the goals fans. The goals fans loved him. Oh, yeah, they did. Like scrolling through his Instagram, like his story, he was pretty much reposting like Danny well wishes and all of them were all <laughs> goals fans and his yeah. goalie coach. And it was really cool to see because a lot of them were like, man, I miss talking to you. And, you know, we always kind of kept up with what you were doing, but happy retirement. Always, it was always like really cool stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, he he fits the bill as a true Ducks legend. So, <laughs> from now on, you know, you get to hold that that title, Kevin. <laughs> well, best part of the episode, we get to get into our listener questions. Uh, we have a real mixed bag this week of some some good questions and one that kind of had me questioning my sanity in the discord, uh, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, we're going to start off. Uh, Gus asks us uh, looking ahead to next off season, what kind of deal would you give Troy Terry? I think right now, like let's say today they were to, they were to give him an extension. I mean, taking into account his fantastic year that he had last year, also taking into account that he hasn't played this year yet, you know, are we going to see a little bit of a regression? Is he going to be able to keep up that pace? You know, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to keep that pace up Yeah, um, that he would, but I think right now I'd be looking at something ideally, you know, four to five years, maybe, you know, maybe, a, a you know, four to four and a half to five and a half AAV looking at okay. it, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe next off season, if he, if he has another similar year, you know, maybe we're, you know, we're maybe bumping that contract up into the five, six range and bumping that, you know, bumping that AAV up into the five and a half, five and a half, six and a half range for sure. But yeah, I think, I think if just throw off like a rough prediction of what I think might happen, I think I'd go with something around there. Yeah. And like you said, you just don't know what this season is going to bring. Luckily they don't have to worry about it until this season's just about over. So <laughs> But yeah. um, like thinking about it right now, I'd probably give him. I'd probably do the same, like forty. I'd say four years. Um, 
just do an even four. Do four by four. Four by four. That's probably what I'm. That's probably what I would do. Just because. So, so you're saying you're saying four years, and then he earns four million every year. Yeah. So four by sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 probably what I would do. Just because. I mean, you hope he can keep up what he was doing last year. Um, but the only thing oh, yeah, that worries definitely. me is how long it kind of took. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. you, just, you just could, you just, you just very well could be one of those late boom. You, you know, could, yeah, one of those late could. bloomers that we see every now and then here mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. You know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, I I think it's 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 kind of hard to really say right now, but that's what I would do. I think four or five years is kind of what we're going to see just because I, I almost feel like I wouldn't say Zegers is going to try and command eight right out of the gate, but we also have to remember <laughs> that Zegers and Drysdale are up this year too. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need extensions or new deals. Um, they're going to, they're going to give Zegers that like, we, we... I think, I think they're going to kind of go the Jack Hughes route with Zegers and just try and get them locked locked up as long term mm-hmm. as possible and then yeah, try try and maybe do the same with Drysdale. Um but I kind of feel like Terry's gonna be in that like four to five year range and I'd say like at most probably give him like five, five and a half like at the very, very most. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree like that would have to be if he kept up the production that he did this year and you know prove that it just wasn't a one off thing. Um but I almost feel like there's going to be a little bit of regression because he's also not going to be playing with Getzloff this year. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a big reason why he was as good as he was last year. Um, Cause we did kind of see it down the stretch where he did struggle a little bit. I mean, he mm-hmm. still was scoring and you know, he, he came as close as he did. Um, Cause he almost hit 50, right? He was like just shy of like 45, wasn't he? For hmm. goals, yeah, I thought uh, he was. I thought he was close. I don't like, think he was close to fifty goals. Let me check. I thought it was. He was at least close to the forties. I did he have like thirty six or something? He, I, I thought Troy it was Terry, Troy Terry last year finished with thirty seven goals. Thirty seven. Okay, so he was more closer to forty. Yep. But I remember kind of that push at the end of the year. Um, really felt like he was at least going to hit that. Yeah, but you kind of noticed the speed bumps when Getzloff was in and out of the lineup. Whereas, mm-hmm. like one game, he was really great. He was scoring. He was at least getting on the score sheet with assists at the very least. But then there were some games where, like, he just was kind of out there. Um, and it's not a knock on him because he arguably was one of our more valuable players last year. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like the big test to see if he he's really going to command the money that you know, they're probably going to ask for mm-hmm. is going to be, if he can do it without gets off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I'm just glad that he's shooting more now. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Found that, found that confidence finally, you know? Yeah. Cause I think in the, the beginning dividends. of the season, beginning of the season, didn't he go on like a, what was his point streak at? Do you uh, remember? Wasn't it like 13 games or something? Something like, like that. 15, Did it reach? Yeah. I think it, yeah, it was close to 15 if it didn't it was close to the record, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But if I just remember it, it all like being goals. Yeah. yeah. 
if he keeps it up, he'll get he'll get his he'll get his payday. I thinking about him scoring goals reminds me of the fucking Halloween game with the man ass that we saw. <laughs> was that the Halloween game? No, that was the that was just it, that random Flyers game that you me and that you me and Ryan went to. I thought it was around Halloween. No, that was in like January. Oh. Uh, I don't know these I had, things. I had, I had, Stop I attacking just, me. <laughs> I, had like just, I had like just moved into my place. That was like my first game that I saw after I moved in. That's right. So, yeah. And that was also the game where I had to go get COVID tested before so I could go back to work because it's true. Yeah. I, I didn't know. <laughs> and I was standing there like, wait, I can go in the game. And they're like, yeah, your thing's negative. I was like, oh, okay. And I stood there for a couple minutes and she's like, you can leave now. <laughs> Please go away. <laughs> All right. F Seal asks us if we were stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean with three players, <laughs> one of one at least being a duck player, who would we choose? Well, I laughed because I don't even know how to answer this. I laughed because <laughs> my first thought was Zegris because of the whole shark thing. Uh- but problematic here, Chris. Come on. <laughs> I'll say Zegris just for the, the chill vibes. But then I would bring Manson because I think Manson could fight anything that we that we would have problems with. So there's two. Um was it three? Yes. Oof. Zegris, Manson, and I'll just say Austin Matthews. Just hang out with Zegris and Matthews and Manson does everything. <laughs> Have him be the muscle on the boat? Yeah. I, I just feel like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't even know what I'd say. <laughs> I, I feel like you got to go about it like kind of how Chris did. Trust, I don't know who I'd trust the most to to help get us to safety. I would totally trust Josh Manson with my life. You know? I kind of feel like you have to have like the one guy that can protect you, <laughs> the one guy that's going to be the entertainment, and maybe yeah. the other guys like the human <laughs> sacrifice if things go wrong. Oh, so Derek Grant. <laughs> cool. All right, sweet. I got Derek mine. Grant's just sitting in the boat, not talking. I got my guys. So in my mind, I would have Joe Pavelski. He'd be the captain of the boat. I'd let him do the, go. Do the decision making. It's a good one. Um, Ryan Johansson would be the human sacrifice. If there ever was a shark or a giant squid that attacked us, he was yeah. going. He's going first. Just be like yo, just push him off. <laughs> and I kind of feel like bringing someone like a Sam Carrick on the boat, mm-hmm. like a guy that's like not gonna talk much, but is gonna like beat someone's ass or beat something up. Mm-hmm. It's probably the way to go, and just kind of let him do his thing. That's how I'm gonna go. Okay, that's a good one. Mainly because we're sacrificing Johansson, but you know, yeah, that's the that's the important part. Right? <laughs> Don't forget it. What you, you think, Connor? You have your dudes. <laughs> I guess I'll take Zegers too as like the comedic relief. Yeah, uh, I'll 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 take. 
Zdeno Chara just because like okay. he's super in shape and like crazy and like I feel like he'd be kind of the dad of the group and be able mm-hmm. to like calm people down or 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 something. Yeah. Uh, and then oh boy, Chara seems like a crazy. Oh, pick. uh. <laughs> I took Alex Kalorn because he could probably go find a jet ski somewhere and get us. There out. you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say Chara, Chara, I feel like would just jump yeah. in and like fight something. You just like pull bring it on the boat. Like, yeah, you don't even need a fishing rod or anything. Yeah. You can bring his bondage equipment and throw it in the water to catch yeah. fish. Yeah. But like Joe Thorne, like he seems like a like he'd be a little bit of a little bit of a psycho like that. So. Oh man, I should have said yeah. Brent Burns. Oh yeah, fucking Brent. God Burns. damn it! <laughs> Just the three, the three woodsmen. You know, I changed my answer. Burns, Thornton, Chara. <laughs> I'll substitute. There we go. Matthews yeah. with Burns. Yeah. There we go. I feel like one of these days we're gonna have to rank hockey players as like the seven dwarfs from Snow White. Just because we we have we have like a common theme of always bringing up like the dudes that we think are gonna be like the best to survive a fight or something like that yeah I don't know. we always get asked like a, cr- a question that has nothing to do with us being in danger but for some reason <laughs> always reverts back to being in danger somehow uh, this, this is why people keep coming back this is this is what the people like and i feel like every time i'm asked about like three different players i like the same six players are in my head and i can't <laughs> think of anybody else <sighs> all right next up uh from nevada perkins uh do mason mctavish or olin zellweger or do the two of them play 82 games in the nhl next year no uh i think it's a lot more likely that mctavish plays close to 82 i mean i mean i don't think either of them will play a full 82 no. i mean you would think mctavish is probably going to be up with the team the whole year now i mean i mean given it's going to be his first full year you know, I don't think he's going to be in the, in the lineup every single night should he stay healthy. You know, I think, yeah. you know, we're pretty much guaranteed to see him given a couple rest days, you know, on some back-to-backs or something like that, just to mm-hmm. get to the NHL schedule. Um, Especially now since he's yeah, playing yeah. World Juniors and not taking that yeah. break they said he was yeah. getting. Yeah. Because yeah. World Juniors is going to end and pretty much he's going to have to immediately hop back into camp. Yeah, it yeah. ends the twentieth, and they and they said McTavish had to lobby with the team to let him go play in the World Junior. So they're probably mm-hmm. not going to want to. They're not going to want to overwork him. He's he's had a just an entire year of just playing straight hockey and nothing but that. We'll so, see how much he plays in preseason. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they may give him a break and then and then let him kind of ease into the season. But I mean, I mean, I don't think either of them play eighty two. I don't think that's no. realistic at all. Zellweger, I mean, I I mean, I mean, I very well think he could get another nine game. You know that he could get um not another one sorry because he hasn't got one yet but i think yeah i mean i mean, I think it's very within reason that they could give uh olin zellweger a nine game look to start the year i think i think he's going back down regardless I yeah mean, you know just given his age and you know just how we know the pat for likes to value development and you know really giving guys their time i think i think it's a, a decently safe bet that He's given a couple games and then is sent back down to Everett for one more season. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I mean, he could surprise and stick around. You never know. But I think yeah. out of the two, McTavish is the most likely to play close to eighty-two games. I don't think either of them play play eighty-two games, as I've said. But um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think 
I think Zellweger gets the nine and then that's it. And we don't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. That's yeah. Really fine. I think McTavish definitely has the better chance to play a lot more <laughs> than mm-hmm. Zellweger. So yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Connor said. I mean, depending on how much they, how much he's used McTavish, that is, uh, you know, we'll see him, see how he does in camp and preseason. Who knows with Dallas Aikens too, how he's going to use him out there. You know, he could be available yeah. for, for all 82, but does Aikens play him, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. And if he does play him, does he even put him in a spot that you can, that he'll be noticeable, you know? So, Give him the Max Comtois special of uh, yeah. three minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like to- Zellweger plays like – at the most, like if he's very serviceable and is kind of hanging like upwards of maybe 20 at the very, very most. But I think that's being very generous and a lot would have to go wrong with the team early for him to play that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I mean it's just the thing with his age, you know, he's, he's oh, still, yeah. he's still not eligible to be sent down to San Diego. So it's like, yeah. It's easy, easy to get nine games. It's like he's either being sent down right away. He's either getting nine games and then being sent down, or he's here for the whole year. And like you got to play him. And if he's if he's here for the whole year, you're not just going to yeah. let him sit on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to think about, though, because yeah. especially the McTavish part of it is he's played so much hockey that, like, you know, if he's playing too much, we're going to kind of question what. Verbeek's letting Aikens do on the bench. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that's also going to be more of a, hey, don't fuck this kid up. Like, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's tone it down a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next up, Olivia asks us if we are in charge of planning a promo night, what would our theme be? Oh, boy. Mine would be surfing like a beach theme yep just have That'd some kind of like cool. surf surf type night maybe get together with that surf u.s night. open that that happens in huntington beach i do I do, 80, I do i do an 80s metal night there you go okay like, that's the only music that's played everyone comes and like you know their denim and their leather jackets and their stupid huge hair and their band tees and their you know bullet belts with like the big with like you know the nike the big nike sneakers and stuff like that <laughs> that's i mean that i mean that'd be fun for me just because i like that kind of music you know we were talking about metallica at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show so wild wing um, will be looking pretty tasty in denim yeah <laughs> definitely just walking around do, the- i mean i i mean this would never happen but like on that like you know how like the sharks like they had a couple playoff games they had metallica come do the national anthem like how fucking cool would that be to get someone like that to do that like that'd, yeah that'd just be awesome but I mean that's a pipe dream for me, very unrealistic. <laughs> but I would, I would be purchasing tickets to that game. <laughs> I'd just be walking around the whole night doing the doing the Lars from some kind of monster. Quit the fucking band. Sup guys, fucking Lars. <laughs> so we're here, we're here at fucking Honda Center, watching fucking <laughs> ducks hockey. <laughs> If you've never heard him talk, Chris, like that's what he sounds like. Listening, nice job. Listening to Lars doing an interview is is painful because every other word is every other word's fuck. It's just and so like fucking heavy. 
his just accent is great. It's it's a treat. Because he's from he's from Denmark and like he speaks fine oh, okay. English, but like he's still got like he just has this weird like little inflection on certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He also he also looks like Gollum too, so it's kind of funny to hear out of out of a small little man like that. Let's see, I I probably should have thought about this ahead of time. Uh, an eighties metal night would be pretty cool, but I I don't know if Honda Center is kind of the scene for that. No, I mean we are we are seeing Iron Maiden in a couple months there, so. Yes, not I a couple can't... months. Next month. Oh yeah, shit. Fuck, it's, it's August already. Yeah, you, me, and Heather and Carly, Lou and Tyler. Well, Tyler. I don't know. I don't know if Lou's going. Brian. Brian's going. Tyler's going. Really Lewis. There's our one Ryan mention of the podcast. <laughs> Fucking Ryan. <laughs> Snuck it in at the end. Got to get it in. Got to get it in. <sighs> I think they should kind of do like what the Blackhawks do and do like a birthday celebration for Wild Wing. I feel like that would be fun because they do bring a lot of the other mascots around with Wild Wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like that would be fun because whoever's in the Wild Wing suit the last couple of seasons definitely has a lot more energy than the guy it was in the past because that guy like runs around a lot more and is doing a lot more stuff. <laughs> So it almost feels like having a more agile, chipper wild wing with a <laughs> bunch of other mascots would be a pretty fun time. Yeah. And yeah, it also, also celebrates our tasty friend. It does. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, speaking of mascots, because this mascot would probably be invited to a wild wing birthday party, but have you seen Orange County Soccer's mascot? No. His, no. Name's, his name's Gnarly, and he literally looks like He's like another gritty. Oh, jeez. Let me, let me. Yeah. He's not as crazy look, looking, but I gotta he's, look this up. Gnarly, yes. like just G N A R L Y. Yeah. Gnarly. Orange County. All right. Getting my live he's reaction not, to Orange County. He's not as crazy looking, but. <laughs> what the fuck? He doesn't have the belly button. You know what he looks like? You know what he looks like? You know, in, you know, in the opening scene of Monsters Inc. <laughs> when the when the when the one dude gets the sock stuck on him and yeah. then they, and they call him the hazmats and then they shoot yeah. him. Yeah. That's 2319. 2319. <laughs> yeah. He actually does exactly. look like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what instantly came to mind. <laughs> All right. Our next one is from our unofficial official social media manager Jenny. AKA Gent. If you guys are able to, best and worst player interactions, it could be one or the other. I know when Chris first hopped on, he said he didn't really know of a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also said that's because he hasn't interacted with many players. So yeah. I don't I don't really have a bad one. Like I've never really had a bad experience meeting a player, like just like seeing him around, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd say my best one, I mean, I mean, probably just the funniest was the time, like, we were just, like, chilling outside of Honda Center after practice, and, uh, and, uh, Briz Golov came up, <laughs> it was during, it was during his second stint, and, 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 like, it, it, we weren't so much, like, 
getting stuff signed i think i think me and a couple of my friends were there just like checking out the team store and like they just happened to be finishing up practice so we were like oh let's just go watch them like walk out like we're not gonna bother them but there are these couple like you know older ladies with you know their books and stuff they wanted signed by the players and I don't remember exactly what they were talking about, but, you know, Briz being Briz, he comes over and he's signing their things and he's pointing about all the stuff and he just starts talking about Russia and he starts talking about like how they're all communists and stuff like that. He's like, (laughs) he got really passionate at one point. He was like, he was like, really? You guys do not understand how bad it is over there. And he just kept going. Like it was just in typical Briz fashion. And yeah, it was funny. And he, he was just super sweet to them and he was making them laugh and it was, it was pretty funny so that was funny and then and then this one wasn't my personal interaction but it's a story it's not even that much of a story but um it's something my mom always tells people about this was back in like 0506 that 0506 season mm-hmm. um my mom was in a grocery store over in rancho santa margarita and uh she ran into Tamu with his oh. wife and she said the one thing that stuck out was he was wearing orange crocs <laughs> And she said, that's never, that's never left her mind. It's the orange cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, it was Timu and it was his wife and she was super, super pregnant. And you could tell that she was running the show. She was like yelling at him, yelling at him and finish and bossing him around. And she's like, he had, cl- he had like, she's like, he had clearly just got done golfing and he was wearing orange Crocs for whatever reason with his golf outfit, <laughs> but she's like it was it was Timo Solani she's like but yeah that's a that's always a funny one I actually just thought of mine that I remembered um is when the ducks were in town here in Phoenix and you know you can like if you get to the arena the Coyotes arena early enough you can kind of see the players of you know the opposing team walking over from the hotel right next to the arena do you guys remember James Wisniewski Yes. Oh yeah, Wiz. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of his, uh, I have a, I have one of his sticks actually. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh-huh. I met him outside. He had like a cup of coffee. He was walking over, and me and my friend were just standing there. We didn't even approach him. He literally approached us. Like he saw our Ducks jerseys, and he came over and just started talking to us like we were friends meeting up with him before the game or something. Oh, it was cool. the craziest thing. Yeah. He, he was he was a really nice dude. We talked to him for like five minutes, and then he just like walked in, and it was like <laughs> nothing. It was weird. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Wiz. Like, you're like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would Thanks, be the best. Wiz. <laughs> that would be the best. And then the don't really have a bad one, but like I was telling you before we started, I'll I'll just go with the Ryan Johansson one when I took the uh Ryan Kessler t-shirt to the Coyotes Predators game. And it's the Kessler shirt that says uh I think it says Kessler's my friend or yeah. Yeah, and it's got like Kessler's face right on it. And I went down for the warm up on the Preds side and put the uh, T-shirt right on the glass. And the Preds fans did not, or the Preds players didn't like that too much, and they were shooting the puck at me the entire warm up, like just puck smack in the glass. So, but that I mean, it wasn't bad, but that's all that's all I got for that. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if I had to have a bad one that. I mean, it's not inherently bad because I had a great time. It was when <laughs> we printed out the the poster. Um, that was a whole process. I remember I I initially tweeted it, and for everyone that doesn't know, I I'll, I can tag it. You know, when we're have the episode out and stuff. Um, 
but it was like right after the fight when he turtled in Nashville when him and Kessler fought Mm -hmm. and I tweeted it out I tagged him almost dm'd it to him but I felt like that was going a little too far (laughs) but that was still kind of that edgy phase of like I want to get blocked just so I could say it's like a badge of honor or whatever Mm -hmm. and so I was at work and the you know by my standards the tweet was blowing up which it probably (laughs) meant it had like 20 likes on it and so I was like you know what I'm going to, I'm going to go to the game tonight. Cause we're season ticket holders. I was like, I'm going to print this out on a poster board or, or have it blown up on a big piece of paper. And I'm going to take it. I'm going to pin it on the glass while we're down there. And so like the whole time I'm at work, I'm like, okay, there's an office depot, like two miles from my work. I can go pick it up after work, throw it in the car, rush home shower dress you know get on the road get down to anaheim and so like the whole time i'm driving to the office depot i'm like you know i'm gonna have to like walk in there and ask them for the poster with the turtle pictures on them so i walk in and and the girl's like oh how how can i help you and like well uh i'm here to pick up like a a poster board that i i bought and she goes is it the one with the turtles on it and I was like, yeah. And yeah. she kind of looked at me. She goes, okay. She goes, can you explain what, what this means? <laughs> so I had to awkwardly explain oh, God. my tweet to this random Office Depot worker. <laughs> um, so I got home, changed, you know, or showered, changed, drove all the way to Honda Center. And we get there for warmups, like nice and early. And we're sitting there and the the Preds fans have started to travel a little bit better, but like that season, for whatever reason, there weren't many. Um, So like no one was around us and we sat kind of at the angle where like we were facing the door where they come out to the ice. So it was like when they come out, like they're looking like directly at us when they're starting to pick up pucks and, you know, firing pucks on net. And he was like, Ryan Johansson was like the fourth dude on the ice. And he shoots a puck on net and he skates around and he made eye contact with us. And so it was me, Lewis, Heather, and like a couple of people from Twitter. And we're all standing there and we're just watching him the whole time he's skating around. And he's like still making eye contact with us. (laughs) And like the next puck he grabbed, he fired it right at us. And like none of us moved, like none of us flinched. And there's some random guy behind us who just started laughing. And he's like, Oh, you're a pussy, Johansson. You know, <laughs> is that all you got? You know, like shit like that. And we're sitting there, and as the guys are lining up to do their drills where they're like passing and like skating through the, the neutral zone and or like yeah, the top of the slot by like the blue line and stuff. Yeah. Like the guys are turning around and like reading the poster. Like Yossi, Yossi <laughs> looked at it. I know Eckholm looked at it. Yarn Croc looked at it. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys like like turned to him while they're in line and was like nudging him and like <laughs> pointing at it. And he kept just kind of like glaring at us. And you know, the rest of the warm-up, like a couple guys are firing pucks at us or whatever. But it was just so funny because like the whole time I'm like, I, I spent more money than I should have to print out this poster board and bring it. 
mm-hmm. but it was so worth it because it was yeah. just like at least everyone saw it you know it the- it, it got a reaction out of it yeah. and that was like the only thing i wanted at that point yeah but like i mean i guess inherently that's a bad one just because he was upset but <laughs> i think it was worth it i i would agree and the only other interaction i can think of was uh the same day i got my boschman jersey signed uh it was kind of funny watching the guys leave practice because like getzloff and perry leave with like or they would leave with the security guy mm-hmm. just so no one could approach him yeah <laughs> like the usher would shoo shoo people away but i remember get uh gibby came out and this was still kind of around the time that he had that like uh, un like undeserved like kind of rap is like being someone that wasn't very fan friendly mm-hmm. um and so the guy that i'd been standing with all morning is like yeah you know when when gibby leaves practice like he just runs through the aisles <laughs> like he just makes a beeline for the aisles so like you can't follow him to his car mm-hmm. he's like he purposely like will weave in and out of the rows to get to his his car and so I'm watching him leave and like kind of like raise my hand, say, Hey, have a good game tonight, Gibby. And he kind of just raises his hand back, mm-hmm. you know, does the polite little like half smirk or whatever. Yeah. But this dude that had like randomly shown up started walking over and he literally ran to his car. Oh, God. Like he kind of got into that like little jog to his car. Yeah. And the guys that are coming out are like laughing their ass off because like the <laughs> usher that had been standing. Yeah, with like gets in uh pairs when they came out. He's like, uh, sir, you're not allowed to follow the players. And he was like, I just want him to sign this card I have. And yeah, he's like them to, you can't follow them to their car, man. Like <laughs> but he's like, he's already at his car. Try again next time. And the guy's like, Oh damn it. But that, that was pretty funny watching, you know, like Gibby's running through the aisles to get to his car. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the the same day that a uh, JT Brown had just gotten into town and he was in his rental car and him and Montour came flying out of the parking lot and almost hit somebody. I don't remember who it was from ducks Twitter, but we're, I remember them tweeting like later that day that they almost got hit by Montour and he like rolled his window down. He's like, Oh, sorry. I, I forgot there's a stop sign here or something <laughs> like that. Oh man. I, I miss JT Brown. Yeah, that guy following Gibbs into his car. He's like under the car next time. (laughs) Just hanging on to the the bottom of it. Yeah, there are some weird people that wait for autographs. And like, I totally understand players avoiding like adults. Because, you know, you'll you'll see them approach kids, of course. You know, for the most part, they'll sign stuff for kids. But like seeing players even here when they leave the hotel walking over to Gila River Arena there would be like older dudes, like way older than me. And they got all of these, that's like binders full of stuff and like all these other things. And they're not going to want to sign for an adult. I mean, they know that you're probably going to sell it. You know, I mean, they just, I just remember one guy started swearing at like some ducks players because they didn't (laughs) sign. And I'm like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, are you okay? He clearly are having a normal one over here. (laughs) Just awkward. Very awkward. (laughs) Well, we have saved probably the, uh, I can't say best for last, because like I said, um, Spencer asked us for our best and worst food takes, and 
provided an example that oh no i kind of had to put my foot i had to kind of put my phone down and (laughs) i forgot i forgot about this think about for a couple minutes but uh my best food take like is in like what i think is a very good food take yeah just Uh, um shit Um, coconut water and coconut things are very good. I agree. And I'd say probably my most controversial take is that I don't like sushi whatsoever. I think it's bad. <gasps> I love all. I love seafood. I love fish. Fucking miss me with sushi. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Sushi doesn't move me. I feel like with sushi, you gotta order the right stuff. Uh, no, I've. We'll see. The thing is, I want to like it. And I've given it so many different chances, and just no. Uh, that's too bad. Nope. I mean, that that's kind of that's that's a little understandable because sushi is not everybody's thing. Like yeah. I was really into it, like in high school, my friends would we'd always go to this little place after school, and then I just stopped eating it. I don't dislike it now, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like sushi is one of those things where it's like unless you consume it all of the time you're gonna kind of like either like it or just not and just yeah. not really there's not gonna be pushback on it when i first moved to phoenix i was worried about trying sushi here just because we're nowhere near water <laughs> <laughs> i even went to one of those that have like the conveyor belt i mean i'm still here so eh, i mean I, I enjoyed it i can eat all sushi it's it's wild i can just eat anything just don't drink the tap water, remember. Yeah, exactly. Stay away from the tap. The weird fish is fine. <laughs> <laughs> the weird fish from the state with no water. <laughs> you want to go next, Chris, or you want me to go? Uh, you can go. Uh, I think my best one is Pop-Tarts are best cold, not heated. I will not heat up Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I don't I don't heat them up either. That's um, I think that's kind of a thing out of laziness but i also just kind of like the taste okay no that's a that's a a valid taste one of my favorite snacks as a kid was cold blueberry pop tarts i just kind of feel like when you when you heat them up it's almost like i i used to this i mean this might be my controversial one but uh i used to not heat up toaster strudels all the way because i didn't Mm -hmm. like how gooey the the inside was so i'd leave them just like the slightest bit cold just so it was a little more chewy i guess Mm -hmm. i never really ate toaster strudel it was always just pop tarts for me like my mom never bought toaster strudel yeah see like that was such like a once in a while you know if anything kind of thing in my childhood so i think that's just maybe in a weird little kid that had a weird preference but I can't really think of anything that's too egregious. Like, I mean, we we always go back and forth about the whole Cane's toast. Yeah, which thing. is which is just arguably that might be Lou's worst take is that the Cane's <laughs> toast is bad, which is just complete. And the justification is complete bullshit. He's like, <laughs> why is it why 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 is it soft? Because it's bread. <laughs> it's still it's, in the it's chat. Just, it's got the, <laughs> It's got the buttery garlic. It's got the garlic butter on both sides, and it is toasted. Mm-hmm. It's like just because it's called toast doesn't mean that like you are 
should be expecting like a toast you would get with your breakfast. I'm yeah. just, I'm it's just, just the expecting. Name of it. Like, which, like, do you just, would you legitimately, with your Cane's meal, prefer just like one of those fucking like microwavable pieces of garlic bread that you get at the grocery store? <laughs> no, they wouldn't fit. It's not the same kind of thing. <laughs> so passionate it. about Cane's. No, because it. it's stupid. It's a bad take, <laughs> Lou. Sorry. You're luckier and you're luckier you're not on this fucking pod tonight. <laughs> I, so I feel like we're gonna get the video of him. Why am I being harassed? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe his real problem is, video, is that it's called his real issue, maybe is that it's just called toast. Because he's always he always says, like he just said in the chat right now, call it bread. So okay. maybe if it was king bread. You complain about, that what, that's what prevents you from not ordering it. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. And if you get the cane sauce, and this isn't even about Lou, if you get the if you get the coleslaw at Cane's and willingly eat it, and you don't substitute it for another sauce or another piece of bread, you're a fucking psychopath. And just mine. coleslaw it's not even is the worst. Good, and I like coleslaw. It's just not even good. It's dog shit. <laughs> Calling out Dave here. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah, we sorry. Gotta... I don't like coleslaw. It's the worst thing ever. We got. Well, I, I shouldn't say that I like coleslaw. Like I, I, I don't despise it but that is not good coleslaw i think i agreed with ryan in the group chat with one food take and that scared me uh and i can't remember what it was i want to say it was like having rice and ketchup i think it was something along those lines because i agreed that's probably a weird one that maybe most people don't do (laughs) we had that we had that debate back to back with the mustard on mac and cheese debate okay yeah yeah, so I I would say rice and ketchup. I mean, if I had to think of a bad one, I don't like I don't like IPAs when it comes to beer, but I also kind of feel like that's just kind of a preference thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's like a a sin, yeah, against humanity or anything. I mean, I'm like... also a lightweight too, so like <laughs> I could drink like two White Claws and be fine. I mean, yeah. Strong alcohol is fun. That's for sure. Like I like, yeah, I like some IPAs, but I'm if I had to choose, it'd be more like a lager type type guy. Yeah, rice and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't mean to call you out, Spence, but I don't know if those were as crazy as eating dry ramen. Um, dry ramen, you know. Uh... I'm not gonna knock Wait, it Spencer because eats dry ramen. He's he said that oh, yeah he what? does. What? But Nevada Perkins did stick up for him and say that he tried it and it isn't that bad. So I kind of feel like it's one of those things that we're not gonna be able to knock until we try. It just Jenny and... Jenny uh, stuck up for him. Hey. So I, I I'm skeptical. I, <laughs> I, I don't are know. we are we questioning? our social media manager that we may or may not have hired should we should we should we do a live taste test next week we all just have a little packet of ramen and we oh god it. just crunching into the mic a- so this is ASMR. this is the this is the asmr episode of late arrivals oh, have lou, lou unbox a uh, a thing of canes and do the little like tapping on the box like the asmr food channels do <laughs> yeah we got to try that. We got to make Lou eat one whole 
over easy egg. <laughs> yeah. Or a breakfast burrito. Yeah. He, he has to finish half of a breakfast burrito. What I want to do, yeah. like this is, of course, it's up to him because he's the one eating it. <laughs> but what I really want to do. Making Lou eat his least favorite things. <laughs> have, have Connor go over to his house just force feeding him. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. <laughs> no, but like I, like if we did something where he, you know, he does his food take, and then kind of like what um Stephen brought up about letting people vote on if Lou's right or not on the food take, and then making him try it. Yeah, and he doesn't even have to eat like the whole thing. What if one day he got canes? What if his whole family got canes? Right, someone's mm-hmm. got to have toast, don't you think? One of them, just take a bite. I'd imagine, yeah, yeah. Just one bite of toast. You don't have yeah. to eat the whole thing. Or we do, or we do like a post ducks game canes trip or something. Yeah. Why? And we got to film Lou eating the entire toast, <laughs> and he has to look the camera in the eye and willingly say that it's like the worst thing he's ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, that that does it for our episode this week. That that was that was a roller coaster. We, we started strong with the news and I kind of feel like uh, the questions we may have uh, may have lost it a little, you know? Well, but here, hey. here, we'll end it with the two quick things. Anything, anything, anything goes. We'll <laughs> end it with two quick things that are uh, podcast related and hockey related. So USA beat Germany in the World Juniors, their first game, 5-1. So that's cool. And I'm happy to announce that Sammy won the won the vote. Oh, that was my name. For our our, our our seals name. God, I'm such it a won, good Sammy took over turn. like the past like two days. Sammy took over like huge win, forty four percent. Larry came in second with thirty two percent, and then my Sonny came last, twenty four percent. How the fuck did Larry get second? It, even... it was all know. joke votes, but I hate it. <laughs> Oh, this was serious. On, quick note on the World Juniors, man. This Team Canada run is going to be pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch for Ducks fans. You got you got McTavish, Gaucher, and Zellweger all playing. You got McTavish playing on the top line with Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. You got your deck. You got <laughs> McTavish, Zellweger, and Bedard all on the first power play unit. Like this is this is going to be a fun tournament. This is going to be a fun tournament to watch for Ducks fans. Got a good amount of representation. so. And I can't watch because I don't have NHL Network. <laughs> yeah, and none of us can watch, which is just amazing. But um, keep it keep a close eye on Twitter. You know, I'm sure I'm sure all the you know all the typical Ducks accounts you guys follow are going to be posting updates on it. So. Oh yeah, for sure. But keep, uh, keep an eye. And Both. we'll and, and we'll try we'll try to you know post clips that we can from the from the podcast yeah. and stuff like that. So keep a keep an eye on there. When we can find it when it's actually being yeah. aired somewhere. It's not <laughs> copyrighted. <laughs> well, before we end this week, uh, like I kind of teased at the beginning, uh, next week we're not going to be on Twitch, but it is for good reason. Uh, we have a special episode coming your guys' way for episode eight. Well, wait, um, are we are we are we dropping that right now? Or are we? We're we're gonna tease it a little more. We're yeah, gonna give it a little tease. Okay. We're gonna give we'll them the details. We'll we're tease gonna, it a bit. We're gonna give them the details later in the week after the episode's been up for a little bit. Um, yeah, but, sorry guys, it's not it's not Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. He was he was too busy. I was, was lying. 
but we think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, hopefully it's going to be a very fan heavy episode. Um, we're definitely going to be asking for some questions from you guys. And we promise that you're not going to be in the dark too long. It's probably only going to be a day or two because we're, we're excited to announce what this is. Yeah. Um, and we're just very yeah. Yeah, that too. That too. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, me. And there's nothing, I tweet out everything. There's fucking nothing else to do right now, so <laughs> might as well. Might as well get the hype train going. Might as well get the hype train going, eh? But uh, just keep an eye out on our socials. Uh, it'll definitely be on Twitter. We'll probably link the tweet on Instagram too. Um, you know, maybe get spicy and post a video of it. Who knows? Socials, um, socials, Twitter, wink, wink. But you guys can follow us in the same spots as normal Twitter, Instagram, late arrivals pod for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Join You'll the find Discord. Our, yeah, join our Discord. You'll find our uh, link tree in our bio on Twitter and Instagram, and all of our stuff is there. Oh, and uh, really quick before we go, I want to ask the listeners um, I can't decide who I want to take at um, seventh overall. <laughs> in fantasy football so if you could help me pick between Najee Harris or Dalvin Cook um that would uh that would help me quite a lot I'm leaning Najee Harris but let me know what you think yeah send your answers to at 91 Plutie on Twitter (laughs) please do and tell me how I'm wrong please help our friend Connor please I need this fantasy dub and uh don't forget to uh rate us and leave a review maybe Leave a nice like, review about all that, all that good yeah. Shit. Leave a review about Lou's toast dilemma or something. I don't know. Give us your thoughts on that. <laughs> tell all your, tell all your friends. Maybe Take we can start up. a petition to start to have Kane's change it to Kane's bread instead of toast. <laughs> tell your wife. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your wife and tell your wife and the girlfriend if you're into that. Uh, tell your kids. <laughs> Your wife's boyfriend, you know, we don't judge. Your wife's boyfriend. <laughs> Your wife's uh... boyfriend. <laughs> Guys, my wife's boyfriend turned me on to this new podcast. <laughs> he let me listen while they were. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that is that is it from us this week. We uh we appreciate your this is definitely, your, yeah. this is definitely appreciate... an off season episode. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate the the support, the continued support. Uh, last week's episode, we we said was probably our best, and yeah, it's easily performing as one of our best. So we're we're happy that you know we're starting to get the hang of this thing, yeah. <laughs> slowly but surely. So that is it from us this week. Uh, it said keep an eye on the socials. We're we're excited to to share what we can with you guys. See you later. Good night, y'all. Peace.